0: Kia ora and welcome to Primary Matters, a podcast that delves into the things that matter to the primary industries. I'm Carol Stiles and in this series, Gut Feelings, we're looking at food safety, the things we shouldn't eat, what to look out for and efforts to keep us all healthy and safe. Every year, each New Zealander eats about 40 kilograms of chicken. It's a good source of protein and more affordable than some red meats, but it needs to be handled and cooked safely. Today, we're cooking up a storm and getting some tips from the head of New Zealand Food Safety, Vincent Arbuckle. What are you making here, Vince?
1: Oh, I'm just um, preparing a salad here. This is the celery to go in a salad. What I'm using here is a separate board, which is really important to make sure you don't get cross-contamination between your meats uh, and your salads.
0: At home, how do you manage it? Do you have a colour-coded chopping board system?
1: Uh, We do, actually. I mention a brand, but we've got a brand of chopping boards that are different colours. Um, it's really hard to keep to keep it keep to a certain type of chopping board. The really important thing is you wash them between the use, and I think if you can separate out between a poultry board and a and a board, a salad board, that's terrific. Most people can't quite keep to it, but the important thing is once you've finished is wash that board for the next use.
0: A lot of us use wooden boards, are they okay?
1: Wooden boards are actually fine. Actually they're they're, they're really good. So absolutely fine, I really wouldn't worry about it. It's just a matter of, once you've used it, put it in the sink with hot soapy water, give it a good scrub, let it dry off. It'll kill as many bacteria as possible.
0: Well, summer's just around the corner. Uh, salad season so people are going to be making things and having family over and leaving things out and sort of having grazing tables and things what do they need to know
1: oh right good really good question look um summer is the is the time in which that we see an explosion of food borne illness and most of it is due to campylobacter so in New Zealand By far the most common form of foodborne illness is related to Campylobacter, which is mostly related to poultry. To give you an example, there's about 5,800-ish cases notified a year of um, Campylobacteriosis and... Just under a thousand people a year are hospitalised as a result. And most of that happens in the in the months from November to March. It's very seasonal, so it it correlates pretty well when we're out barbecuing, handling a lot more chicken than we would normally, and and we're eating differently from what we would do in the in the winter. Chicken's the
0: major culprit?
1: Absolutely. No matter how hard we try when we raise chickens and put them through processing, it will still have some Campylobacter on it. So the safe thing is assume it's radioactive and deal with it accordingly. It's just a matter of having some really good practices at home to reduce that risk. And interesting enough, if you look at the hospitalisation rates, it's the very young, so under four years, and the very old that cop the worst of it, you know, because perhaps they're not great immune systems.
0: So what are we doing wrong?
1: Right, well, some, look, start from the very beginning, um, and something we learnt during COVID, uh, the value of washing our hands. Before you start handling food, give your hands a wash, you know, 30 seconds under under a warm tap with some basic soap, uh, dry them on a clean towel, And each time you handle particularly chicken or meat, and you're going to handle some other food, wash your hands again. Next thing to think about is, so mostly we have chicken lurking around in the freezer. When you come to defrost it before the barbecue the next day, the best place to defrost your chicken is in the fridge. Don't leave it overnight for hours and hours and hours where it starts to warm up. Into that dangerous zone where the bacteria start to multiply. If it's raw meat, put it low in the fridge so there's no chance it's going to drip juices down the down the fridge. So we're
0: just about to start cooking. Yeah, what, the chicken's out of the fridge. It's defrosted. It's now all, what?
1: It's all defrosted. Um, a good cook would say to you, let it bloom. So let it let the fridge let the meat come up to the room temperature. That's you know it's it's, it's a good way of cooking meat. Now you're thinking about um, how am I going to handle that chicken. One of the important things to do is to, make, is to have separate utensils. So tongs that you get the chicken out of the packaging and you put it on the, on the barbecue are not the same tongs that go into the salad. But that's what we call cross-contamination. And we've said before, wash your hands.
0: But don't wash
1: your chicken. Don't wash your chicken. You don't need to because it's pre-washed. Did you know that? Almost all the chicken we've got in New Zealand is washed by the processor. Tegels wash it for you. You do not have to wash it again. Why not? Because when you do it, you just fire bacteria all around the kitchen and little micro dots around the kitchen. So don't do it.
0: I have been told, and I don't know whether it's true, that you're more likely to get sick if your chicken has got a bone in it.
1: Uh, yeah, good, good, good point. Um, you are because it takes longer to cook. And um, so it's a, if it's a, you know, a thin piece of boneless chicken, it'll cook faster. If it's got bone in it, it's thicker, it's going to take longer. And you really want the centre temperature to be the indicator when it's ready to eat you want 70 degrees, and the core temperature inside the thickest part of the meat, most of us don't really have uh, thermometers, so you do a visual check, cut a piece open, does it look clear, the juices are clear, and there's no obvious blood.
0: So, your guests are there, they've had their pre-dinner drinks, you've got the meat on a platter, and they're going to help themselves, how long can you leave it out safely?
1: You should relax. Don't 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 feel really you have to sort of shoo people away and get all that stuff in the fridge. General rule of thumb: if it's hot food, let it cool for about thirty minutes before you refrigerate it. General foods like cold meats and things, the the general rule is get it in the fridge within two hours. So you've got a little bit of time. Don't get stressed about it. But simply contain it, cover it, put it in the upper ends, of, upper upper levels in the fridge. Remembering where you might have some meat in the lower level, some raw meat, so upper levels. And you reuse it within two days. And when you come to reuse it, make sure it's piping hot from the microwave or you put it in a pot or something. That will kill any remaining bacteria that might be there.
0: People who get Campylobacteriosis how will they feel? What will it do to them?
1: Uh, they'll feel miserable, M- absolutely miserable. They'll get stomach cramps, they'll get uh, usually very, very unpleasant diarrhoea, they'll get very dehydrated, they may get, um, excuse it, bloody stool. And depending on you know your resilience and how well you are, most people just you know, they can get by, they recover in a few days. Some people get really sick and they get knocked around. As you said before, the really young and the really elderly or you've got some underlying medical condition, you know, it can send you to hospital because it knocks you around. So it is something to avoid. And it's certainly not something you want to give as a gift to your guests when the barbecue.
0: So when New Zealand had COVID restrictions, mm. did you notice a drop in Campylobacter because people weren't getting together to socialise and have food?
1: Really good question. Um, we definitely saw it. And every country in the world saw changes in its foodborne illness stats. What we're not sure about is what, what caused that. Is it less eating out? Was it um, we weren't barbecuing with big groups anymore? Was it we were more reluctant or it was more difficult to get to the GP? So it was more about under-reporting of what was already happening? Or was there really a change since COVID, we've seen rates of foodborne illness, but including Campylobacter, going back up again, back to pre-COVID levels. Another thing that was different over COVID uh, was that people weren't coming into New Zealand and they weren't bringing diseases and illnesses that they got overseas, because a lot of foodborne illness is actually you know, caught overseas and comes to New Zealand. Um, So one of the obvious questions when you get sick from a foodborne illness is have you travelled recently? So things like Hepatitis A for instance often acquired overseas and, and then presents itself in New Zealand.
0: And Campylobacteriosis, is that something people are more likely to pick up at home or in a restaurant?
1: In a restaurant, you'd hope that you've got professional cooks who know what to do. So I would say generally the chances are lower. However, in a restaurant, you're going to affect a whole lot more people. You know, you might see it occasionally at a wedding, for instance, and we see 50 people go down with some gastric related thing. The home look, we're all amateurs, aren't we? We're amateur cooks. This is why. This opportunity to talk to you is so important to get some of those really basic practices. They're not complicated. You know, the washing of your hands, the use of separate boards, handling chicken, you know, respect the meat, handling chicken carefully, cook it till it's fully cooked through, careful with your your leftovers. They're simple ideas that can really reduce that risk at home.
0: Vincent Arbuckle, if you want more information about keeping your meals safe, just type Food Safety at Home NZ into your search engine. I'm Carol Stiles and you've been listening to Gut Feelings, a series in MPI's Primary Matters podcast. Thanks for your company. Kia pai, tada.